0: Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Hello, sweet listener. Do you receive emails from me? If you don't, I think you want to. And because you listen to this podcast, I assume you enjoy the sound of my voice. (laughs) I hope so. It's the only thing happening here. Um, Imagine when you receive my emails that I am reading them to you, that I am speaking directly to you. That is how I write them. You can go to RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com, scroll down to the little envelope that says get mail, and you will receive those notes from me. Other than the podcast, I am not on social media, as you may have noticed, and this is how I most love to connect with you, thank you so much for being here. Thank you to Allison Tar of TechCoven.com, TechCoven on YouTube. Allison Tar also makes beautiful websites and is really easy to talk to. <laughs> if you're tech intimidated and want to talk to a real, honestly, like kick-ass, compassionate person, Allison Tar is your human. Check her out at AllisonTar.com. I really love recording these episodes for you. It's really one of my favorite things that I do and I'm very grateful for your time and for your ear. And I'm always grateful for, for you, for all of us who do this work, even just listening, even just choosing to spend some time listening about how we can love ourselves better how we can communicate better how we can create more magic and love and commitment in the world um i really do see every single thought you have every little shift you make every little idea as you're going for a walk and you know what i know i'm not saying things that are completely brand new and i'm pretty sure most of you listening have heard a lot of this before but I also know that repetition, repetition, repetition really works. And sometimes it needs to come through a particular channel, a particular voice, not a better one, but just a particular one, just one that is harmonious with our ears, with our spirit, with our sensibility, with that particular day where that Sun is aligned, you know. Um, just have you ever had that right where you're like, I've read this before, I I, I studied this before, I thought I knew this, and then all of a sudden, someone—it could be a on a TV show, it could be you know overheard conversation on a train—but it hits you differently. It just lands. It's like it almost has happens like s- slow release, like um, like a whole jar of vitamins or something. <laughs> Maybe that's not. I don't know. Anyway. Maybe it just needs to happen like a hundred times before it actually completes the jar of knowledge, you know? And so, um, yeah. And so thank you for being here and, and just doing this work. It gives me great hope at, you know, I know it's, I mean, for the past pile of years, people have been saying, especially now, but I feel like that's always true. We always need more hope. We always need more love. We always would benefit for more compassion, kindness, context, humanity basically. So thank you. Over here on the personal front, without getting too deep into it, I uh, I would say I'm, uh, if I was at a party, an outdoor party, it would be called like Lossapalooza. <laughs> so there's a lot going on. I have, you know, said to multiple people, it's when they ask how I'm doing, it's all serenity prayer all the time over here. Feel free to steal that. It's great. And, you know, that's just what's going on. And it still brings me joy to plug the microphone in, to sit here with you, and to do this work. And I'm so grateful. And I couldn't be doing that, of course, if you weren't listening. So, well, I guess I could. <laughs> we did it when we were kids. Like, we recorded pretend radio shows, and it's not like anyone but us heard them, and it was a lot of fun. But anyway, no, the real point of this is me imagining you listening and hearing that you have listened and that it moved you in some way. You enjoyed it, even if you just laughed along a little bit, and that brought a smile to your face. That that thrills me. So thank you for being here. So today, I want to explore a little bit more about what... What kind? What does it mean to be in a self-marriage, to be in a marriage with yourself? What kind of relationship is that exactly? The more I do this work and especially the more I share this work and the more I teach this work, I learn. I see the holes in this. I see the gaps in this, The th- the things that came intuitive for me that I hadn't thought about explaining or hadn't really explained even for myself, right? So I love this opportunity. And I was thinking about how You know, you may not have had a lot of examples, a lot of really good examples of marriage. And in, you know, self-marriage, what I one of the main things I love about it is that we get to make it up. (laughs) Just kind of like everything in life, but we're just making this up. So you can be as ideal, idealistic. You can go full fantasy with this marriage fantasy because it doesn't involve anyone else, right? So if you want, you know... I know I've read stuff about how like, you know, when people are looking for a a wedded partner in this day and age, the standards have become so much higher. Like we want everything in a partner, whereas, you know, that just wasn't the case before. You wouldn't have expected your partner to also be your best friend, also be the best lover you've ever had, also be your business partner, also like there was like so many things where that just... That just really wasn't how people were making decisions like 50 years ago when they were getting married, obviously, right? But with yourself, I want to encourage you to like crank that fantasy up. Be everything for yourself. You can't if you want to. That's it, right? This is you for you. No one else's business. You get to make it up. You're doing what you want. If you want to be absolutely everything for yourself, if you want to use that as a way to learn about who you are and to love yourself in ways that you hadn't even yet thought about, go for it. Okay, so I'm going to outline three different like main types of connection that I experience with myself in self-marriage. You may have more or you may have ones that you may give different names to. I would love, if you want to share them with me, I always would love to hear that. Um, But today we'll just start with these three basics, right? Okay, so let's say you are married to yourself, you're in this relationship with yourself. Sometimes the kind of connection that you might offer yourself is that actually of a parent, right? Um, Where you are Doing that kind of care, that kind of nurturing care that a good parent or guardian ideally would be giving to a child, right? So this is like, if you're sick, right? How do you take care of yourself? If you have some inner child work to do, which kind of, I'm, I'm just going to say probably everybody. That's <laughs> a little something from their childhood that could use some reparenting right, that can use some sweetness in that way of like there's a part of you that is the more responsible, more knowledgeable, wise part of you that can speak to perhaps a little more, um, um, what is it? Something that's needing, you know, that part of you that maybe stopped in development or got scared, needs some healing, needs some help, needs some nurturing, needs help becoming, needs help maturing. And there's lots of ways in which we can do that. So that's one way that you might connect with yourself if you were committed to yourself in this way, right? Like you get sick, you make that nice soup that you used to love as a kid, you do like little things for yourself, or if you're feeling really like having a tantrum, (laughs) And you can see the behavior that's coming out doesn't really match the circumstance. Like something just kind of basic happens and you suddenly are acting like an eight-year-old, right? You can, if you are aware of this and paying attention the way you would love a spouse to pay attention, you can go, oh, wow, look at that. I have turned into an eight-year-old. What does this eight-year-old need right now? how can i tend to this how can i potentially heal this is it revealing something that needs more love that you know got lost along the way in development right so lots of different ways depending on you know your own unique relationship with that dynamic that's one connection parent or guardian the second kind of connection you might have with yourself is that of a friend and in this category, I would also include, you know, a sibling or a cousin, some kind of relationship that is not lover, not parent, not child, um, possibly related or not, but it's really more of a a kind and supportive relationship that's happening by choice, right? Like the the chosen family, right? how friends can sometimes be some of the most incredible romantic loves of our lifetime and they don't have to be, right? Like we get born into a certain family and we either decide you are either fortunate and have like a really loving and supportive family or there's lots of healing to do with the family. Sometimes that healing happens. Sometimes the healing for you in this lifetime is to part ways from the family, right? But the friendships friendships are the family you choose so this is like you know if you you probably have a friend that you think is amazing and you would want so much for this person right like if they're being treated like garbage they're like on tinder and someone you know they're just (laughs) they're not standing up for themselves their standards are terrible um they're you know getting ghosted or whatever and they're giving people second chances like and you would get furious, right? You'd be like, you deserve better than this. You are amazing, right? Like the, the kind of friend you, you come to the rescue because you know they deserve excellent things and you want that for them, right? You feel protective, but not responsible. You're like a cheerleader for them. You just think they're freaking awesome, right? And you celebrate them by choice. A fierce admirer, I would say, right? And a partner and you have fun together and there can be sweetness and all kinds of things going on. So there's that dynamic. What would that dynamic look like with yourself? How can you be your own best friend, your own best sibling, right? A cousin who is a fierce admirer of you. So, you know, if you notice, for example, that you are asking for a raise and you are really lowballing yourself and immediately talking yourself out of it, if you were your own best friend in that moment, if you were going to connect, as your best friend, what would you say? <laughs> would you say, yeah, I really see you lowballing? That's about right. You probably deserve even less. Like, no, <laughs> you would never say that to a best friend. And you probably wouldn't be friends with someone who talked to you like that, at least not for that long, right? So this is another way of connecting, the, the best friend connection that you can do with yourself in a way that feels right for you. And the third one, of course, since we're talking about marriage, we're talking about romance, the third connection is that of a lover. And, you know, this is, you know, self-explanatory. You can be your own lover. You are your own lover, right? So this is where, you know, there might be some overlap as well in these connections. Like a lover can also be a best friend. A lover can also, you know, do kind of like parental nurturing kinds of things right like you don't have to just switch from one to one to the next of these three there might be some like venn diagram situation going on but the with the lover part is where pleasure comes in this is where adoring comes in this is where intimacy comes in and yes there's like physical intimacy but just a different kind of intimacy what might you do with a lover that you might not do with a guardian sibling or friend. So this is anything in that category. How can you make yourself feel better? Not just like relief, but like good, you know? How can you make more pleasure happen in any way possible in your home, in your body, in your day, right? Obviously there's like consent, safety, it's you and you, nobody knows you better than yourself. And if you're not sure, dear listener, if you're like, I don't don't even know who I am anymore. Well, a lover wants to know. They want to know. They want to know what turns you on. They want to know how you're feeling. They want to know how they can romance you. They want to know your story, right? Like they want to curl up on the couch with you and just listen to your stories all night long, right? So that's that connection. So, and like I said, there could be many more. Maybe you're thinking of them now, but these are the three, I would say, the main ones that I move between in my marriage to myself. Those three kinds of connections, parent, friend, lover. And then why, you know, I've talked about this a few times, but what's the difference, right? Right. Of getting married to yourself as opposed to just being those things I can be a lover I can pretend to be my mom I can be the best friend to myself why bother with the marriage part and the marriage part is interesting to me because there's you know I've often described this it's a container it is a commitment it is an agreement I did it because I knew I would wiggle out when it mattered I knew that it could be really easy to get into this like, oh yeah, this month I'm, you know, reparenting myself and then just kind of wander off and not really think about my relationship to, sorry, my relationship to myself in the context of a lifelong commitment, right? And so I was thinking about this and, you know, what are three contexts for this? (laughs) So, you know, there's, there's also that thing about like the spouse, you know, I can talk about like, oh, it's romance and it's love and it's commitment. And then also, maybe you are a married person. um, (laughs) But it's also just like cohabitation, meal planning, laundry, there's all of the mundane everyday things that are, you know, part of married life, part of living together with someone in that kind of contained agreement right you have to make decisions about how these things are going to happen you have to work together on things that aren't always sexy right on things that aren't always that exciting and there's also like so much beauty in that at least i think so As someone who really loves to fold tea towels, <laughs> yes, I do it in little squares. If I can organize them by color, I will. But I know that's not everyone's bag. That's fine. But whatever way it looks like for you, there's some kind of mundane, everyday thing that is also a part of this, right? It's like, what happens when the honeymoon's over? I don't think that actually exists with the <laughs> with you, um, but... How, how are you navigating that? That just regular day-to-day life. And I would t- call it everyday life, partially because it's like, oh yeah, that's just the everyday stuff. But I also like every day and rethinking, meaning every day for the rest of my life, like this this everyday, this wholeness of what this means to share a life and what kind of life are we building. So... That's one context i'm going to come back to it the second one of why someone might get married is that there's an element of sacredness to it right there is often some kind of spiritual component to a ceremony there is a soulful connection that is acknowledged so there is this other energy this other like thing that gets created this one plus one equals three you know in Any relationship but you know in this marriage there's a sacredness to this we're making vows you might do it in a church or a temple or something that has a deep spiritual significance for you you might not also but there's that element right there's the sacredness and the third thing that you know is often included when people get married is the legal portion and what's great when you marry yourself is that you don't have to deal with that at all because the government doesn't care you're not getting a check (laughs) you don't have to file anything you don't need a lawyer but you know what what's what's cool about this though also is that even though you don't actually need anyone else involved and it's not necessarily like about legal matters that involve anybody any governing bodies but there's an why does that happen there's an accountability there is a responsibility you are signing a contract, you are making a deal, you are making a promise, right? And so I think that that is important to reimagine, to reinvent, what does that mean for you? That was very, that was, you know, as I mentioned in the beginning, I knew I would wiggle out of (laughs) being responsible and accountable to myself, right? And I didn't want that to happen. So this accountability, responsibility, um, played a really big role in my choice to marry myself, right? Having that ceremony, signing a little piece of paper, you know, like that, that did have an impact on how I show up for myself. Doesn't mean that I have done it perfectly, but the fact that I had entered into this contract with myself, it has changed how I approach it and has challenged how responsible I have been in showing up for myself in honoring what I wanted to honor and I really love the concept of responsibility I know Jack is it Jack Canfield he's one of the chicken soup people <laughs> all those millions of books about chicken soup but he also has this um, a book called the success principles and I and I it's like a hundred. I don't know if it's a hundred but it's like just a whole bunch of you know essays about how to be successful the very first chapter I remember is Take 100% responsibility. And I remember the first time, I think that he, I'm mentioning him because that was the first time that I had heard that word used in that way. Um, Responsibility can sound like a drag, right? It's just like, oh, it's an obligation. It's something I have to do. Um, And then when I read what he wrote there, it was like, yeah, like (laughs) you need to be 100% responsible for your life, for your choices, for the things that you have control over. Now, that's about where it stops. I haven't read that in a long time. I don't know what he said or didn't say um, about, you know, uh, I think it's important to name the nuances of like what we can control and what we can't control, right? Like what is within, what is, are we back to the serenity prayer? I think we are. (laughs) Um, uh, Accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change, the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference, right? So 100% responsibility is also being responsible for naming what it is you're responsible for and what it is you're not responsible for. So it's like you can't celebrate your full power if you're not willing to take 100% responsibility. You have to take 100% responsibility for your mistakes so that you can take 100% responsibility for your wins. Right? And it is, it can be scary because it's basically about how you handle power, specifically how you handle your power as a creative being who has agency in this world, right? There is, there are things that you are capable of creating right now There are things that you can own right now. There are things that you can change right now. And it's also, you know, being responsible for your thoughts, for your energy, right? There's a lot here. So I love that context as well. The context of responsibility of ownership, right? Okay. So let's, let's review. So we've got the three connections connecting as a parent or guardian connecting as a best friend or sibling, connecting as a lover. And then we have these three contexts, the everyday, (laughs) making choices, making budgets, making plans, right? Domestic life or whatever kind of life you are choosing, but all those decisions of how that's gonna get run. This next context, sacredness. And the next context is that accountability, responsibility, that agreement, that you are going to own, you are responsible, is able to respond, right? Responding, not reacting. This is a very empowering uh, context. And so what's fun here is that you can actually kind of experiment. So what would it look like? What would each connection look like in these contexts? And notice too, if there's one where you're like, oh yeah, this is, you might not do all of these. This is just, you know, a, a lens for you to look through, to see if there's something really cool here for you that you haven't yet explored or if there's something that you're already exploring and now you can kind of put a name to it and be like, oh, wow, I'm doing, I am really doing a beautiful job at, you know, being a responsible friend, you know, connecting to myself as a best friend in the area of taking responsibility for my life, right? Um, So you can see this as a parent the connection of a parent of like nurturing healing protecting in the everyday that might be making sure that you get fed (laughs) just taking care of things making your bed taking a shower like just making sure that you are cared for right provided for cared for sure any of that stuff how would a parent show up in the context of sacredness huh that is an excellent question. You know, the other on the weekend, I told my goddaughter, um, who was seven, I I was like, "Do you know that you are my goddaughter?" And then she like looked at me. She's like, "No." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm your godmother. Do you know what that means?" And she said, "That means you grant me wishes." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, well, I'm not a fairy godmother, but I, maybe I am. I don't know. Let's just try. <laughs> Why not? It's a great posi- position to be in, right?" So. What does that mean to nurture yourself, to protect yourself in something, in a way that is sacred for you, right? That's, a, that's an interesting personal question. How about the connection of lover? Wait a minute, I'm skipping around. Okay, I've done parent in all three. <laughs> and the friendship one also, like, how, what's an everyday context thing that you could be a good friend to yourself with? right? Maybe it's like, you know what, let's just go out for coffee. Like, let's just go do this fun thing, right? Let's make time for quality time together. Um, sacredness and friendship, you know, what does that look like? I think the sacredness one, honestly, is a little, like, it's so personal, and I don't quite have the words for them yet. So I will come back to this in another episode. Um, But right now, every time I bring up those words in those pairs, I kind of Feel my heart go kind of quiet, in a in a nice way. I'm not sure what that is. I'll circle back. Um, <laughs> but friendship and accountability too is like how do you show up for your friends, you know? How do you um, resolve conflict with your friends? How do you keep your words with your friends? Right. So there's that. And the lover one every day, every day, regular old lover stuff. What does that mean? Maybe that means bringing some romance or some sensuality to the everyday things. So this could mean bringing beauty into your home. This could mean something to do with your undergarments. This could mean some kind of bedtime ritual or something like that. It could be just bringing some pleasure, bringing some romance, bringing a little adoration into your, you know, those basic things, those basic plans. And sacredness and lover, for me, is a little easier to connect with, right? This could be exploring um, exploring your sexuality from that container, right? Is there healing to do around what your spiritual background is and your relationship with eroticism or sexuality, right? Like this could be you know, going to like a workshop or learning a little bit more about sexuality in, in a way that has more more about your breath, more about energy, um, something that's more like meaningful um, other than just the like rowdy times that you have by yourself, you know, 20 minutes with your vibrator. (laughs) I'm not talking about anyone in particular. Okay, so accountability and lover, what does that mean? What does that mean? Does that mean a certain kind of commitment, a certain kind of fidelity or not, uh, a certain kind of communication? Does that mean consent? Does that mean checking in? So if you are your own lover, that's the connection you are, you know, operating with in the context of accountability, that could mean taking 100% responsibility about, you know, how you feel and what feels good, knowing that what what feels good for you can change, right? Because consent is constant, right? It's not like you say yes once and then that's it and... We're off to the races forever and ever. You can change your mind at any time. So accountability with the connection of you being your own lover. This is like checking in. Does this still feel good for me? Am I still enjoying myself? Do I still feel safe? Do I want to take a break, right? And you can apply this into your sex life with yourself, your sex life with other people, and even just your own sense of pleasure and safety in the world. Right. So just with these three, three different connections and three different contexts, these are, you don't have to get really mechanical. These are great ways to kind of like journal. What do, what does the parent look like for you in terms of the everyday, in terms of sacredness, in terms of responsibility? What does the best friend connection look like for you with yourself in terms of the everyday The sacredness, the responsibility, and what is it like for you to connect with yourself as your own lover in the everyday, in the sacredness, in responsibility? All of these things are beautiful doors that you can open. You don't have to open every single one. Is there one, in fact, that is calling to you right now? Like when I kind of mentioned it, you were like, oh, I think I could... I think, ooh, like maybe you're curious about it. Maybe there's a part of you that knows, oh, this is what I need actually. This is what that's about for me now. Here's something I will tell you. Um, you don't need to do, be all of these things to yourself at one time. You know, just like, you know, our <laughs> we can choose spouses who, you know, um, can be kind of like almost everything to our everything and vice versa. I don't think that's possible with another human being personally, Uh, at least not all at once, (laughs) right? Um, So it might be that your marriage to yourself is really about cultivating one of these connections and it might be the best friend one, right? Like that might be the thing. If you think about if I was married to myself, If I was to get engaged and really choose to explore this deeper, maybe it's just to treat yourself like your own best friend in all contexts. And that can be the marriage that you choose. And then, I guarantee you, if you do this, your life will change because your choices will change. And they are changing because you are looking at your life and relating to yourself in a different way the more you know yourself the better choices that you can make because you will know what is honoring what is self-honoring and what is not right it'll be so much easier to recognize when you've gone astray when not if you will stray from this marriage I guarantee that (laughs) okay this is not like a cage right like this is Really about like getting to know the ways in which you lean away from yourself and coming home, coming home, coming home to yourself as many times as it takes every day for as long as you shall live. If you did this whole thing just as a best friend, that's fine. There's no wrong way to marry yourself, right? Um, you might have seasons too if you were your own best friend for like eight years um, you might suddenly find that you're like dipping into the lover territory whereas like maybe you were just like that just really wasn't a big part of your life and you were very happy and satisfied by that and then who knows who knows what happens right this is such a beautiful journey and I I know I've like joked that 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 word you know Journey, but anyways, <laughs> it's a journey. Um, but you know, like the the beautiful thing, the reason why that word works so well is because if you're taking one step at a time, that's all you can ever do is be where you are and take one step at a time. That's the good news and the bad news because we want to race ahead, we want to make sure we're going in the right direction, but sometimes on a journey, you can't see right? You can't see over the mountains. You can't see past the forest. You can't see what's on the other side of the shore when you're on one side, right? You will only see it by taking steps. You will only see which way the road starts to bend once you're further along the road. So whichever connection resonated most with you that feels like that would actually feel good, take the word should right out of there if that's at all circling (laughs) around your head like a little moth just flick it away okay which one actually feels like like you could feel really taken care of like your life would be a lot better if you could be a sweet loving protective guardian of your healing right now if you could be the absolutely most hilarious amazing fiercely loyal best friend to yourself right now if you could be the most adoring curious adventurous lover to yourself right now or something entirely different with different adjectives what would it look like for you what would be the most uh wow could I really do that yes you absolutely can marry yourself and you know I teach the art of self marriage. We're in session right now, but if you are interested, you can let me know you're interested and actually flirt with it a little bit by going to theartofselfmarriage.com and hitting on getting on the waitlist button. There is a questionnaire in there. It's just really great, actually, to just fill it out for yourself. There's no commitment, so you can just pop in there, write out your answers, see how it feels. Because this, the questions will help you draw out. Um, what this might look like for you, how this might change your life. What is it that you are wanting from a better relationship with yourself? It is not easy work, but it is the best work I've ever done. And I can tell you especially that in this particular season of Palooza that's going on right now, I feel so supported by my sometimes I call myself my wife but you know I feel so supported by my marriage to myself by all of the years that I have committed up until now I am so familiar with the ways in which I would lean out by the ways in which I would abandon myself I am so aware of what I need I am so aware of how I heal best I am so aware of who to trust when to trust I am just so much more in tune with my own grieving process and and my own courage. And it's different every time, right? Um, it's really amazing and I just feel so excited to that I've done this <laughs> and I'm also very excited every time I talk about it with you here, every time I talk about it with the Art of Self-Marriage group, every time I send an email that may not be about self-marriage specifically, but to me, it's all about you and you. How we are in relationship with ourselves is how we are in relationship with everything. And that's why it matters. It's not more important than everything else, but it is the like, it's how we're relating to everything else that's really important, right? So dear listener, thank you again. For your ear, for your heart, for your hope. And if you are also going through some kind of Lossapalooza of your own, I send you enormous love and solidarity through these waves. It sh- will pass as all things do. Sometimes that's good news and sometimes it's not. But it's always true that time goes on and this too shall pass. Right out the window, as I record this, I've been watching Robins build a nest, and I just wanted to let you know (laughs) that that is happening, and it happens every year. They build again. They rebuild from scratch. I know you've done that probably more than once in your life, and I know you can do it again. So, dear listener, you are someone worth loving. And it all starts with you. Take good care of yourself. And we will talk to you soon.